That's all coming up, but you know what kicks off the Thursday afternoon? Spencer Worth the Meat Dude. You send in what questions you have, whether it's cuts, rubs, to 35270, and we'll ask him. Spencer, welcome back to Afternoon's Live, pal. How you been? Uh, but good. Glad to be back, as always. Glad to have you back. Uh, I assure you that uh, if there's any unusual terminology this week, I will Google it before I throw it your way. <laughs> We don't need to have a turkey short fry situation on us again, but uh, a lot of fun nonetheless. Have you found out? How many do you think comes in a serving? I don't know. Okay. I didn't I didn't look up the anatomy of a turkey, okay. unfortunately, from right. last week, but I need to now that yep. you reminded me. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, I know. Like, what is a serving, and how many turkeys does that involve to have a serving for a table of four? Uh, okay. Probably quite a few. I, I would imagine that's a lot of a lot of turkeys. If you're wondering what turkey short fries are, you can do what we had to do and just Google it. And uh, might not want to use your work computer. Uh, questions in for you. We'll get to those. Then I'll ask you. I, I I stumbled across venison pastrami, so we'll ask you about that later on. But you know the listeners' thoughts come first. Tyler, question for the meat dude: How long do portion cuts of meat usually last in a refrigerator? Um, portion cuts, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're just referring to like steaks or pork chops or, or something along those lines. But, um, every species shelf life is a little different. Pork is shorter than beef. Chicken is the shortest of all. Um, chicken in the refrigerator is probably like three to four days. Pork is, uh, maybe a week and beef is, you know, pushing, uh, maybe two, um, there's so many factors that go into shelf life that it's hard to say this is the standard, this is how long you can leave it in your fridge, and, you know, depending on what cut it is um, and what species it is, just, just has so many factors with it. Of course, if we're talking ground, then that's a totally different ball game. Then that shelf life or storage life or refrigeration life, whatever you want to call it, is, is way, way shorter than a, than a whole cut. Um steak or roast so um took kind of the roundabout answer to that but uh really depends on the species and um yeah if, if you buy it at a at a retail store or a grocery store wherever you buy it there's got to be a package date on it um and then most places have a shelf life or, or a freeze by date or, or something along those lines and that's what they're referring to is how long it'll last in your fridge Let's say uh, a deli slice. Okay, I go to the grocery store. I go to the deli because I want the the fresh stuff. I want it, you know, just a little bit thicker cut. And it's like, okay, this was packaged on. Okay, well, we'll just take today. I, I bought some. I will go with turkey. Uh, it's December eighth. It's a, so that's when it's packaged on. That's when it's cut. How long would you say it's good to go in the fridge for? Like a fresh turkey piece yeah. of meat. Yeah, fresh turkey uh, breast. I'd, I'd cook it by the weekend for sure. Okay. Thanks for answering my question. So I got more. Four days. Four days. Okay. Three days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is Thursday, my friend. Just in case you lost track. Yeah. Uh, more yeah. more questions for you. Three five two seven zero. Tyler, after I braise my beef roast, I chill it overnight. Is there a use for the fat that is skimmed from the top? Comes in for you, Spence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not experienced in it. I'm not that great in the culinary world, but that fat is definitely can be skimmed off and, and continued to be rendered down and, and kept for beef lard or, or a, an oil source in future cooking. Um, I'm sure you can find a lot of different ways on the World Wide Web on how to do it. But, uh, I mean, essentially, 
anything that comes off of your roast or or steak or anything is is is, be, is able to be used in some form of culinary world. Um, I'm not that I'm not that dived into the culinary world where I know the perfect method to render fat to create lard, but I know there's definitely a use for it um, for future cooking needs. Very good. Um, I want to talk about the pastrami. Uh, I know it's been years, but we get new listeners uh, every day here um, about just pastrami in general. Because I have no idea how you'd make it. And when it comes to uh, new ways to enjoy the deer that you've harvested out there, which I did not get one because I didn't get a tag. Uh, but I asked you about the old uh, venison bacon. You said, well, look, that's pretty much just sausage cut up in a different way and sealed differently. I saw yesterday when I was just uh, lounging around looking at meat stuff because uh, I do that to pass the time every now and then. Uh, but venison pastrami, have you ever heard and what would it take, generally speaking? I uh, haven't heard of venison pastrami, but, you know, we, like you mentioned, we, we usually once a year at least talk about pastrami and or corned beef, and um, it, both of which are very, very similar, but they're, uh, they're, they're whole muscle cured, smoked, cooked, and then sliced. That's very, it looks a lot like just roast beef, except it's salted and cured, so it's got... Um, more of a, I don't want to say sausage flavor, but the flavor is like sausage, but the texture is like a roast. So that's usually what the term pastrami means. Now, in the world of venison and the world of, you know, custom processing, you can find venison, whatever, displayed in a lot of different ways, depending on the shop that processed it. So um, whatever venison pastrami you found, could you tell if it was ground or whole muscle or what? It, no, it looked like it looked like it was a whole muscle. Yeah, so out of a deer, pretty much the only place you can get a large enough whole muscle chunk would be out of the leg. Plus, you'd want something relatively lean, anyways. So, mm. a couple of the muscles out of the leg, you could pull off and inject it with a salt, cure, sugar, brine, um, and then uh, yeah, let that cure magic happen and. Usually pastrami and or corned beef is rubbed with some seasoning on the outside before it's cooked as a whole roast. Smoked, usually pastrami is smoked. Um, and then, yeah, it's fully cooked, ready to eat. I don't know. Carpet sounds, thin and, yeah. Sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it, Spence? Yeah, it sure does. You know, there's there's so many different things that you can do with, with meat. At the end of the day, they all, every species does the same thing. They're just called something different. So, like, venison, pastrami is beef pastrami just made with venison so process is usually the same and i'm sure the flavor is very very similar because once you add that salt cure and sugar brine into a chunk of meat everything starts kind of tasting the same well and i was having a conversation about this just yesterday when i found it and i mean i know that we've done a venison summer sausage and i don't know why it seems like it's more moist than a summer sausage you'd get you know, maybe in a store. Have you thought the same thing? Have you ever done venison as summer sausage and thought that, God, there's more moisture in here than uh, a, a typical, typical summer sausage? Or am I losing I it? Don't, I, I don't think you're losing it, but I do think that the venison is not the reason there's more moisture in it. The, the reason there's more moisture in it is because of, one, who processed it, two, the process in which they took to make the summer sausage, and three, what other meats they added to it, because you probably don't just make a straight venison summer sausage. Uh, most summer sausage that you buy in a store is fermented, 
Um, and that fermentation process dries it out quite a bit to where the mouthfeel and texture is quite a bit different than it's, if it's just a normally cooked summer sausage without that fermentation or that uh, essentially acid added. So I don't think it's because of the venison. It's more along the lines of the process in which that summer sausage was made. Okay. Uh, Spencer, a friend of mine made a pastrami out of Cana- uh, Canadian goose breast. It was the best goose I ever had comes in at 35270. So they're going with the old Canadian goose breast for the, the pastrami is what they would. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you got to do something to goose to make it taste good. So at least they <laughs> see now. If you recall, you can't, you can't just throw that into the crock pot. You got to do something special with that. If you uh, if you all recall, if you're a regular listener, uh, Spencer is not a fan of uh, all the waterfowl out there. Oh, he was talking gosh, trash. Of... As soon as I said it, I knew you were going to bring that up. Well, but uh, just... duck is good. Goose, on the other hand, uh, you got to do. You got to make that into jerky or pastrami or something to. Give it a little light. Oh, wow, listen to this. I'm just learning a little bit more. Spencer, I'm going to get a, a call on before I let you go and visit with Kurt, who has called in as a question. Kurt, thanks for calling KFGO. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. I've uh, been processing jerky for the grandkids, but I uh, do take the deer loins and brine them up in a tender quick type solution, smoke them, and it's like... Uh, Dried beef, like uh, shipped on the shingles or whatever you want to call it. How long does that last? I mean, I vacuum seal everything too. Uh, are you are you asking just in the refrigerator or it frozen? Freezer, freezer. Yeah, freezer. If it's vac sealed, you got a good year plus of of shelf life before you start seeing anything go. Um, funky on you so especially since it's cured as long as that vacuum seal holds and it's in the freezer that's going to have a very very long shelf life and with the smoking that should give me a little more time to boot shouldn't it yeah it it does a little bit not as much as you'd think i mean your your tender quick has cure in it and then the fact that you cooked it and vacuum packaged i mean that's going to be that's going to be the same it was in a year from now, as long as that vacuum package seals. Okay, thank you. Hey, Kurt, thanks, my man. Thanks for calling in. It's that simple, folks. You'll have to do that again next week because, Spencer, you know what? I'm all out of time on this Thursday. Anything you want to say before I let you go and we reconnect a week from now? Um, no, I, uh, this, was, this was fun. This was a good show, as always. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, Go Bison for the uh, playoffs. There you are, my man. Hey, you take care of yourself, Spencer. We'll chat again next Thursday, all right? Sounds good. All right. Spencer Worth the Meat Dude. That conversation brought to you each and every week by All Sauger Meats. You can check them out on Audubon, Minnesota, and Big Deck Barbecue. You can check their out, check out their the rubs, their sauces, and a number of locations. I'm Tyler Axis. After his live, just getting started on a Thursday afternoon. Stick around. Grill. Eat steak, eat steak.